0: Here's your host, Dane Carlson.
1: Our episode today is brought to you by Cathode Ray Media. Cathode Ray is a full-service marketing agency that connects government organizations to their communities. Visit cathoderay.com, that's K-A-T-H-O-D-E-R-A-Y.com to learn more or ask for a free, no-obligation consultation. Welcome back to the Econ Dev Show. Today we're here with Lena Rogova. She's the founder and president of Emerge and Rise, a nonprofit business incubator in San Antonio, Texas. Lena, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So, for our listeners who don't know, what is a business incubator?
2: Well, there's a whole lot of meanings to it. Our meaning is we try to incubate a business within a community. And the way we do it uh, without offering uh, lots of resources like other incubators and accelerators do, like uh, startup funds, maybe the capital or a co-working space, we basically provide them with the necessary resources for them to start their business um, or keep growing their business, which means we provide them with uh, programs.
1: What are the advantages to businesses, to small businesses or startups, to you know participate in this in this co-working space why not just work at home why not just work by yourself in your own office whatever
2: i believe in mentorship and guidance a lot of people that come through our doors usually don't know what they're looking for we do we are based in san antonio san antonio is seventh largest city in the united states and you would think we have a lot of resources and in some sense we do but a normal person when they're starting a business they have no idea what they're looking for they don't know where to start they don't know what exactly it is that they're trying to pinpoint uh, this is where we come. We have mentors, we have advisors, we have guidance and special programs dedicated to them.
1: So instead of going to SCORE or the SBA or uh, the, the local economic okay. development organization, they come to you.
2: Exactly, right. So we're not competing with any of these organizations and um, our business incubator specifically works with underserved community and we're a little bit unique in a sense where um We don't do what others do. We try to give something that no one else does. Um, So, yes, in a sense, they do have options. But again, they don't know that there's score. They don't know there's business economic development. And if you think about it, all these organizations are massive. So they don't want to be a number. Usually what we hear a lot is they go to these organizations. Somebody gives them a pamphlet and they never hear back. Or if they do, it takes three, four, five weeks to hear back. We are hands on. We're here, you call us, you type email, we're right there with you.
1: I, I guess that makes sense. I have heard that if you, in a survey of uh, young entrepreneurs, the idea of going to SCORE, the SBA, the local economic development organization, that doesn't rate very highly. They're looking for this, this co-working kind of you know, um, mentorship sort of thing. So is that what you're also finding you know, with all of your entrepreneurs?
2: Yes, Um, our entrepreneurs are different in a sense. They want that hand-holding. They want that reassurance that someone is going to be able to guide them where they want to go. Um, Because they come from all walks of life and backgrounds, it's difficult for them to navigate this big city because San Antonio is spread into these little bubbles and everybody lives in their bubbles and they just don't come out to too many places.
1: So is it true that they maybe know... Um, everything there is to know about their business idea and where they're going, but they don't know how to do all the ancillary pieces nope. around it?
2: Nope. 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 I think because we, we don't specifically work with startups. So startups usually do know, right? They have the MVP. Sure. They know where to start. They know where to right. go. Um, small businesses, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs kind of uh, stuck. They, they don't know where to, They don't know that there's such thing as business plan, planning, strategic planning. How do we get from point A to point B? They say... Uh, i 'm passionate about something. I have a skill. I want to do something. I want to start my own business. How do I do this? Where do I even start?
1: Okay, that makes sense. so yeah so why um, I guess why did you start this? why you know what What was the need in the community that that uh, precipitated this?
2: So I moved to San Antonio from New York City almost okay. four years ago and we so we moved in November two thousand and nineteen. I brought my consulting firm from New York city and a pandemic happened. So here I am sitting thinking, what do I do? I don't know anyone here. Where do I start networking? How do I even tell anyone about my business? We all stuck in the virtual world in this bubble sitting, trying to figure out. Um, and I've encountered a lot of problems. I couldn't, I didn't know where to go. Um, everything was shut down. And then to this day, each organization that I reached out personally, try to get any help and figure out what to do next. No one ever replied to me. So I said, I will want to do something different. I'm going to start my own incubator. Okay, I'm going
1: wait to do wait. It differently. hold on, hold on. We got we to got step back here. Every single organization that you reached out to, not a single one of them got back to you? Nope. And had any of them gotten back to you, you probably wouldn't be in this position you're in right now.
2: Maybe yeah. I, there's no way probably I would have started nonprofit. I have zero experience in nonprofit. This was me saying, "How could this happen? How could this be? What can I do different to do for for my com- new community?"
1: And you're a you know I would uh, you're an experienced con- business consultant. You sort of have must have some idea how to navigate these these organizations, and yet you got no response. So people who have no experience, they're just totally out of luck. If someone like you didn't yes. exist, so how are you different? You said that you know you're you're on the ball. You respond to the um, you know you respond to requests and you're on that. But how else are you different?
2: When I build our curriculum and our program, the first thought I had was a to work with unserved communities specifically, but b um, we have a lot of empty spaces post pandemic, so why not find community that want to fill these spaces right to work with commercial realtors and um, entrepreneurs to fill them up Um, but also create a program where it's not just you know the typical 8 10 12 weeks but you create a program you make sure they go through it they graduate and then you stay with them for the next 6 to 18 months and you constantly reaching out to them and asking for feedback following up make sure they're doing great if they're missing something, we would be able to connect them with the next person or the next resource.
1: So in a sense, you're keeping them from getting stuck, right? Right. They get to a point, they don't know what to do. Normally, maybe they would think about it. Maybe they would try a few things. And if that didn't work, then they, you know, maybe give up. And Mm -hmm. you're just consistently reaching out so that they're, they never get stuck. Exactly. Interesting.
2: Giving up is a huge thing. And uh, also another thing when I was thinking about is our statistics, right? Um, 80% of businesses fail within the first year. I don't want our community and our members fail within the first year of starting a business.
1: So you call them up and say, hey, what can I, what can I yes. do to help? What do you, how mm-hmm. are you stuck? So what are some examples of some things where people were stuck?
2: So we started with a curriculum program. Again, right, going back to knowing that we want to work with underserved community and uh, underserved community does not have access to education. And if they do, they usually just go uh, a small portion of this community would go to and get the education or any necessary resources they need to continue. Um, So when we created this, I knew that the program has to be tailored to their needs To their educational level, to their mindset, but also give them the most simple things. So, our part of our 12 week program, what we offer are five workshops, financial literacy, huge, huge problem, right? And it's cash flow is a problem for any business. So, we want to make sure they understand this concept. What is a business credit? A simple thing like banking. How do we open a bank account? Where do we open a bank account? What is a business banking account? What is this person? So these little things matter to um, our community members. And so we try to teach them. Uh, We teach them about risk management. We teach them about marketing and media and not just cookie cutter branding 101, uh, Mm -hmm. but simple things. Hey, here is your, if you're starting in the next 60 days, this is what you should be doing in the next 60 days. Forget about everything else. This is what you should concentrate. So these are the kind of, workshops that we create um that are based on a feedback that we receive from our cohorts is uh valuable to them.
1: All right. So then you previously you mentioned um you provide some kind of funding for these businesses.
2: Uh, We don't provide funding. We're trying to partner up right now with local banks so that we can uh, provide. We did partner with Nuity. It's an organization um, in California, I believe. um, So they can provide funding with our guidance meeting that we will prepare these businesses to apply for the funding. Uh, We don't have funding yet, but. Uh, we're working on donations and partnerships where we would be able to give some kind of funding, a small seed funding, mm-hmm. so they can at least start the LLC.
1: Right. But if you can help them fill out their paperwork and mm-hmm. their applications but- for other funding options, I- I'd imagine that goes a long way.
2: It is. It is because, again, they they don't understand what goes into this whole process.
1: So have you had some good successes? If say had some people have gone through and had great success?
2: Yes, yes. We have a couple of great successes. We have one gentleman who is retiring from corporate world, and we uh-huh. helped him start uh, write a whole business plan. Um, we did this one on one without a program. Um, he had to propose this to a board of members uh, at another organization. They supported him. He's launching. And uh, retiring, um, he has a plan to basically, he's been doing it, but kind of like side hustle. And sure. now he's fully decided to get into this. Wow. Um, we have another gentleman who is a machinist and we gave him, it's a difficult thing to even understand what they do, um, but we gave him an idea, hey, get into prototyping. Um, mm-hmm. Especially in Texas, we don't have a great prototyping company. Absolutely. Correct. So get into that. So this was gave him a great idea where he's looking for funding right now to get the machines necessary to uh, keep going.
1: So if you had advice for um, economic development organizations, because those are our primary listeners, right? We're, we're economic developers. What advice would you give from someone who's been successful in doing this, you know, providing this service that is sort of the things that we should be doing? So what you know, other than answering the phone and returning those call those calls and those emails, what else should we be doing to be as successful as you?
2: Um, I think foster this foster collaboration and partnerships. What I think is lacking in a lot of cities and states is specifically that. Being that I come from a big city, New York, New York City, mm-hmm. we believe in abundance. We believe in collaborations and partnerships why not reach out to any of these local organizations and figure out how to work together? Um, knowing you have lack of staff and workforce, why not reach out to an organization like us and figure out how we can work together? So you don't leave the next person hanging who is trying to get resources and trying to do something, but send them to the next organization.
1: Because our goals are aligned, and although we might you know, have other goals that don't necessarily match up or we're trying to do different things we're going in the same general direction. So let's utilize each other's resources. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, so how does, okay. You mentioned that you serve the, um, the underserved community, especially. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why, other than the fact that they're underserved and they, and they need, you know, additional support, what, what drew you to that? And, and, you know, how is that going?
2: I think after trying to navigate the big city here and trying to mm-hmm. understand what's going on and where I can uh, tap into, um, I, you know I grew up in the Bronx, New York.: Sure. So kind of understand the need for these resources. Um, but a normal person um, who has you know background and education and experience and knowledge would know exactly what to look for. They would Google it and they will find and they'll reach out, they get to their contacts, right? big LinkedIn network, um, and it's much easier. But on the self-community, it's not that easy. They don't have the same circle um, of motivation and background and education and people that we do. So they don't, gotcha. they, don't they truly don't know. We had, uh, so our last cohort in spring, one of the female uh, members reached out to us and she said, I would like to be part of this. I just don't want to be the dumbest person in the room. Um, And that's just something that breaks my heart because this is why we create these programs. They are for everyone. And I could be the next dumb person and everyone else. And this is why we learn from one another. So we are there. We're talking. And our curriculum is specifically tailored around speaking to one another. So we can discuss these problems, discuss this topic, this event. um, And everyone has an idea of what's going on and how they're struggling.
1: Wow. That's That's incredibly sad that you, Mm -hmm. you know, to hear that because. I mean, not to be crass, but really, the whole point is for the dumbest person in the room to, you know, be able to succeed. Mm -hmm. But that's just absolutely awful, and I I think we forget that sometimes Mm -hmm. that you know we we know what's out there, we know what's available, we know how to find things, we know how to use Google and, uh, you know, use ChatGPT to help Mm -hmm. us write things and and all of that. But oh my goodness. That, you know, it kind of breaks your heart. It does. And you remember why we're doing this. Exactly.
2: And this is why I said, I said, you, I'm learning from you and you're learning from me. And here we are together doing this one step at a time.
1: Sure. Sure. So is it a lot of one-on-one or is it a group sort of exercise?
2: Depending on what their goals and objectives, like this gentleman we work one-on-one, um, he didn't want to be part of group because he comes from corporate world, he has wealthy experience, um, but he just didn't know how to write business plans. So we did this one-on-one. A lot of what we do is group. Um, but mm-hmm. it, again, if somebody reached out and says, hey, I'm looking, um, two weeks ago, we had an email. I'm starting a restaurant and I will only speak to an advisor from a food and industry, food and beverage industry. Can you connect me with someone? Sure not a problem. Here you go. Wow. Here's the contact. You go ahead and work on whatever needs to be worked.
1: And so do you charge the, um, the cohort members or how does that work?
2: We have a fee, mm-hmm. but uh, I'd say 90% of them come full scholarship and we okay. have 100% participation.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. So you have uh, sponsors and mm-hmm. um, yeah, donors yeah. and all mm-hmm. of that. You're, you're a 501c3? Two, three. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Interesting. Wow, this is, you know, this is kind of fascinating. So how does um, you move from New York, how does San Antonio compare? You mentioned that, you know, organizations don't work together, but like how else does it compare as a, you know, place to start a business?
2: Well, Texas is favorable to entrepreneurs and small businesses. Um, it's different. It's very different. We are very slow-paced. You know, San Antonio is a sleeping city, right? When it comes to a lot of things like innovation and technology. Um, New York City is robust. We, you know, get things done yesterday versus here. It's like "Eh, three months later, we'll get there. Or I know a guy uh, or we went to college, you know, one of those things. Um, So I think we had to figure out how to adjust to slow pace environment.
1: Wow. So how, um, how, many, how many people are there? Are, you know, you have a, do you have staff? Do you have a board? No, you know, how does we don't that have work?
2: staff yet. We have okay. board. Yeah, it's seven of us. So oh, six good. board members. Uh, well, actually one secretary, five board members, and me.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. Everyone's so where do you see this? You know, where do you see it going? Is this gonna, are you going to expand? Are you going to um, stay in San Antonio? What's the goal?
2: I think initially, I always wanted to be in San Antonio. I think it's a whole a lot of work for 501c3 to do this. Um, yeah. you know, In San Antonio, we have over 10,000 nonprofits. So right. um, it's, it's, it's hard to navigate here, but I don't know if we're gonna expand, but we are growing. We're growing to the point where this year, we have a big plan. Right now, we kind of uh, took summer off. We usually take summer off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in September, we have a big plan to uh, start looking for more funding, more partnerships so that we can bring more things to our community. Um, We have a cohort coming up in September, it's our third one, Um, anticipating we'll have 10 to 15 people.
1: That's good, 10 to 15. And they're probably from all different kinds of industries and everything. Yep,
2: all different. We do vet them, we do speak with them because we do want something tangible coming out of this. We just don't want people graduating and sitting and doing nothing about it. We want them (sighs) to utilize all the skills that they acquired. So, so you them interview them something.
1: before and sort of figure out mm-hmm. if they're right.
2: Yeah. yeah. Because if they're not there yet, then we would rather send them somewhere else who uh-huh. where they would just maybe score just, you know, figure out if this is a great idea, but uh we do want something great in San Antonio.
1: Right. No, that's good. And and you know, being concerned about your plate, you know, where you are, the place that mm-hmm. you are is you know, is is very different than this Creating startups or you know nationwide or international things, you know, you're mm-hmm. you're really concerned about the the local environment and how things will mm-hmm. fit into that. And I can I can imagine there's you know distinct advantages to that. Just you know. For now,
2: networks. I think yeah. For now, I mean, we we are not needed in Austin. We're not needed in Dallas. Dallas has an amazing nonprofit, also business incubator similar to ours, uh, and they're doing great. I believe they've been in um, for ten years. The DEC network.
1: Oh okay okay.
2: Um, Houston, they don't need us. Maybe smaller cities right now. It's not uh, an option just because we are still smaller. We're still growing. It's a whole lot that we want to do here. We have another program we want to launch for youth specifically and possibly an accelerator. Um, But so until all those things are done, we have no plans to go somewhere else.
1: So in your two cohorts, you know, you mentioned that there are, you know, a wide variety of industries, but is are there any industries that really stand out that, you know, maybe there's more in this industry than in this other industry?
2: I don't think so. I think everyone comes with their unique ideas. From what I've seen, so we, we're just receiving a lot of applications for this September. And I'm reading, I'm like, wow, where is this coming from? This is, this is amazing. So some That's people perfect. have amazing ideas. They just, and we specifically ask them, like, well, what it is that you're coming for? What are you looking for? Have you tried anyone else? we um, you know who did you reach out and we're just reading all those answers and it's amazing that uh some people are just capable of these big ideas and they just don't know okay i have this idea what do i do next
1: just absolutely amazing um so did you participate in one of these in new york city or how did you you know how were you familiar with this
2: um so did you just during come the up pandemic with it while
1: you were you know sitting there in the pandemic of.
2: Yeah. Kind of. Uh, did you watch the, the, the show about Grant Cardone uh, where he they gave him $100 and he had to figure out how to... Oh,
1: yes. I saw that. So yeah. uh-huh. that's
2: where the idea was born. I was sitting one day and watching the show. I didn't even know who he was. So I was just watching the show. And um, he went to this business center, right in PA, I think it was, and they uh-huh. gave him all these resources, did research. And I'm like, wow, do we even have something like that here in San Antonio? So I started looking and uh-huh. no, we didn't. And so I'm like, that's what I want to do.
1: Well, there you go. Wow. That's, you know, that's great. And, you know, I mean, San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the country. um, So it is a big place. But I think the same model could work a lot of places that are, you know, much smaller. And probably the smaller they are, the less likely they have these resources
2: already. Yes. I'm happy to provide whatever resources for anyone who wants to start. But more and more now that I'm following you and, and other cities, kind of, they all kind of starting their own thing i um, uh-huh. trying to provide more resources, which I think is great. The more we can give to our entrepreneurial community, the better it is for everyone, right? It works best for our economy.
1: Well, Lena, this has been great. I have learned so much. Um, so if any of our listeners want to reach out to you, what's a good way for them to contact you?
2: Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. Twenty-four okay. seven, I pretty Perfect. much live on LinkedIn. So uh, just Lena Rugova, you can search me up, and uh, or you know send in a message through the website. Again, I'm on our phones and emails constantly, so I see everything that comes in.
1: That's fantastic. Well, good. I'm sure that we will because, like you said, a lot of communities are you know thinking about this if they haven't already mm-hmm. done it. They're 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 planning it, and yeah. So um, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thank you for. This, uh, your insight into this world, it's I've really appreciated it.
2: Sure, thank you. You've
0: been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.